Well, what you are about to hear is a preview of this week's premium episode on It's Just Banter. If you would like to hear this episode in full, along with the full archive of previous premium episodes, go to patreon.com slash it's just banter. It's only $5 a month to subscribe. There's no chance I'll read it, but I would like to hear other people tell me about reading it. I might read it. I'm thinking about it. Don't don't force the issue with me. I'll fuck around and read that book. I know you will. But I uh, I read the Tiger book, and I would not say that it seems to me like the authors had an agenda, but one of the overarching thoughts that was occurring as I was reading it was that it's more or less impossible to assemble a book in these conditions without it naturally springing to an agenda. Uh, because the only people who are willing to talk to them are people who are not currently in Tiger's Good Graces. The aggrieved? Yeah. Like, so it's just like a, a series of stories of like, you know, here's the, here's the time that I, a regular person, got really fucked in the ass by Tiger Woods, metaphorically. I don't, none of the women talked. They all had NDAs. Although, what about the one that broke it, though? Some of them must have. Well, I mean, yeah. like... Uh, the National Enquirer or whatever, right? Yeah, I mean, I think at this point there's a lot of... There There were some where, like, uh, they had a pretty detailed description of, like, the first time he saw them, and that had to be coming from them. It was very helpful in the back of the book. Uh, I didn't, like, look it up every time, but they would tell you, like, in this chapter we talked to this person, this person, this person. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, um, annotation. I mean, like, you can figure it out, but it's nice to just have it there. Um, and yeah, like, uh, he, he, one of the big things, uh, one of the major sources for the book is, uh, Marco Mira was Tiger's best friend period for a while. Yeah. Like, uh, he got introduced to him when he was an amateur. Uh, that's like why he, I mean, there's a lot of reasons he moved to Florida. Not all of them are explored or explained in the book. Uh, but you know, he did move in next to Marco Mira or like, you know, in the same neighborhood and there's just a lot of stuff of the two of them talking or whatever, you know, just like conversations where it's very clear that Mark sat down with the authors. It was like, here's specifically what we said. Same thing with his wife too. Like there's all kinds of like, you know, Tiger was telling me this, this, you know, like where it's just the two of them in a conversation and it's in a book. So I, I know it didn't come from Tiger. So Marco Mira's on the outside after Elon. I guess. I mean, it's like that must be what he concluded because he talked to the authors. Okay. But it sort of ends open ended of like uh, that he and Tiger, like one of the last things in the book is like he and Tiger had seen each other recently and Tiger had like given him a hug and been like, you know, you're my brother. Like, you know, that kind of stuff. But there was uh, like a couple months before that, Omir had gone into the Golf Hall of Fame in the ceremony was at. St. Andrews and Tiger was there. They for the got British a Open. fucking golf hall of fame. Of course they do, dude. <laughs> you got to know that. I mean, I know it's just where could Corby and his kids take family trips to if they didn't? No, they're not. I mean, it's just that loves golf, dude. Well, the Hardline will do a broadcast from the golf hall of fame pretty soon, probably. I guess I just never really considered it. You know, I think it's, it uh, makes more sense than it does for team sports. Now that I mean, I'm talking out both sides of my mouth i hate the hall of fame for team sports and it i should only matter for baseball i think that the, not a team sport i i know uh this is the case on the women's golf hall of fame try to calm yourself Jeez. <laughs> just learning that there's a men's golf hall of fame i can't imagine what this news is gonna do to you but i i know it's for certain uh, this is the case for the women's golf hall of fame i it might be the case for the men's that it's uh like there's just a set of rules it's like if you win two majors, you go into the Hall of Fame. 
That actually makes more sense. Yeah, I don't hate it. It's a fine Because you don't system. have to do, like, impact on the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, there's no uh, holding Barry Bonds out. <laughs> right. You know, it's just he did some stuff. He goes in. Uh, but, yeah, whenever Mark went in, uh, Tiger was in the city preparing for the British Open. Mark had told him a couple times. It would mean a lot if you were there. And he's just like, nope, no call, no show. Don't worry about it. Uh, and so Mark, whenever he would go to, uh, the masters, there was like a lady, I'm just giving you an example of the kind of story that ends up in the tiger book. Uh, there's a lady who rented out her house every time to the O'Meara's. And so tiger was staying with them and, uh, she was just, you know, living next door with like her neighbors or whatever. Like she was staying in their spare bedroom for a while. And, uh, the O'Meara's were over at the next door neighbor's house, you know, just like chilling, hanging out or whatever. And Tiger came in and the woman walked up to him and was like, hey, uh, you know, you're staying at my house. It's so awesome to meet you. Just great job. You know, it's cool everything you're doing out there. Just doesn't say a word. Just looks past her. Just fucking total ignore. Like and that. It's just full of that. Kind That's of not stuff. that hard for me to believe at all. Uh, it breaks my heart. Like it's so like obviously these ladies carrying it around and like how could you not? You know, like it's Tiger fucking Woods. Um, and uh, you know if if he was like super nice to you, then I think that you would know that he values. I mean, he has a yacht called Privacy. I think that the greatest gift you could do for him is don't say anything to the media at all ever. Uh, and so if you, but if you've, if he's done something that made you feel small, then a great way to get back at him is say yes, whatever the reporters call. So I don't think the reporters are going out of their way to only call people with negative stories. I just think there's such a bias in who's going to answer their call that it's, and I like they, they, they're trying to write a balanced book, I think. Uh, cause you know, it's, it's not like the, the point of the book is he's a terrible person who's all bad. It's like, you know, he's a complicated guy with a lot of good things about him and also some bad things about him. Uh, the first half of it's just a lot about Earl, which makes sense to me. I think that that's true of nearly any person that if, if yeah. I would like to know more about them, I mainly just want to know more about their parents and yeah. how they raised them. And uh, with Earl, I thought it was beautiful the way that they made it a complicated portrayal. Like they're they're talking to like there's definitely plenty of people out there who are happy to give them quotes about, you know, Earl's a fucking monster that was trying to exploit his son. He hasn't held a job in X number of years because he's just trying to fucking make money off his kid. And that's one way of looking at it. But the, the way that I left the book with is that, you know. To some extent, he obviously saw an opportunity. The thing about him having not having a job is true. He was taking like fifty thousand a year from IMG, the talent agency, to be a amateur scout. Like they just they were smart and found a way around all the NCAA and amateur rules. And he was his wait job IMG. Was, yeah, that's different than the IMG Academy. No, it's the IMG Academy. Okay. Like, uh, you in know, Florida. They, uh, at the time they were in Ohio, but yeah, they're, and okay. I, it's possible that the headquarters is still in Ohio and the school's just in Florida. Okay. Um, that's interesting. But yeah, like, the, you know, they're just big <clears throat> agency, like just, there's a bunch of agents and I think they started out in golf and, uh, they really wanted Tiger from the time he was like fucking 11. Dwight Powell's an alum. Of IMG Academy? Mm-hmm. That's tight. It is. Josh Green as well. Uh, love to see Notre Dame get some more IMG players. 
They had to have had a couple recently, right? Wasn't uh, I don't think that they've had any. Oh, I thought like the I thought those two wide receiver brothers went there. No, I don't know. I don't think we've had wide receiver brothers recently. Santa Aquaminius Brown. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think that he went to IMG. Okay. It's possible one of the brothers did. I I think they're from Southern California. I think they went to like Mater D or whatever. The West Coast IMG that actually makes you go to school, which probably doesn't make you go to school. Do they? Yeah, that's Um, true. But yeah, so, you know, Earl's, his living is, uh, I'm Tiger's dad. But I think that there's also plenty of stuff in there that I'm sure is very sincerely felt about he believed uh, like all the things that he said about his son in many ways they are beautiful like all all the stuff about like he's bigger than popes he's bigger than gandhi like he's going to change america and change the world in a beautiful way like you know it, it talks in there about the race uh, the racism that earl faced like he all those like jackie robinson stories like he was the uh, only black player on the kansas state baseball team and all kinds of stuff of you can't stay in our hotel your team bus can stop to fill up for gas, but you're not fucking walking in the store and buying anything. You're not using the bathrooms, like all that kind of shit. Uh, you know, that was his life. Also, he fucking lost both of his parents by the time he was 16. He was an orphan at 16. Uh, and just, you know, fucking living in a poor black family in Manhattan, Kansas. So, you know, you can understand how he might end up with some flaws. I don't think that I would have done way better if I was given that level of difficulty that that early in age. And so he had a real, you know, the fucking chip on his shoulder about racism, rightfully so. And, uh, you know, saw his son as like an answer to these things. And like, I think that's beautiful to like have that level of aspiration. I mean, like. The way it plays out and the consequences it has in Tiger's life are in some ways devastating. Uh, so you you got to kind of, you know, you got to moderate anything. But, uh, you know, one of the facts, there's a lot of facts, you know, a lot of major uh, factors of what's going on between Earl and Tiger's relationship. But a huge one is that he loved his son and saw him as just this beautiful, special gift. And uh, I just, you know, <laughs> you can't help but respect that. Uh, there's, there are also all kinds of fucking, uh, great stories of like one of the guys that you can tell, like he, he was on the outs. So he was happy to speak with the authors was a former like member of the board of directors of the U S golf association. And so it's, and he was like a, a close advisor of tiger whenever tiger was an amateur. Um, and so the three of them, after tiger wins his second amateur championship, uh, they're just driving home. Earl's drunk. Uh, before they left, or whenever the, the uh, trophy presentation, Earl was drunk for that and got on the mic next to a Sports <laughs> Illustrated writer. Uh, it was like fucking Bobby Jones can kiss my black ass. My son's fucking wrecking things for Whitey. Uh, Why wasn't that in the documentary? I don't know, dude. Made from this book. <laughs> you tell me. Uh, but the they they print what the Sports Illustrated writer wrote and they talked to him a little bit. And it's an amazing thing that I'm, I'm not sure that he would even have the choice if it happened like that today. That the Sports Illustrated writer was basically like, you know, Tiger didn't say any of those things. And I knew that if those things were printed, that they would be attached to him. And it probably changes his entire career. Like, I, he's still a very good golfer, probably still. The, he, I think he wins all the same number of tournaments. 
But so much of what Tiger is is tied up in the sponsorships. And if the first time that most of the world is hearing about who Tiger Woods is, is to be like, hey, this guy who just won the amateur championships, dad says that fucking white people suck and now they're all going down. <laughs> like, uh, that's a pretty big thing to overcome. So they, they print the Sports Illustrated article like what, you know, what, what are the comments from Woods' dad. And it's just like, I'm proud of my son, said Earl Woods. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind, of, uh, it's kind of similar to, you know, I see people tweet stuff sometimes where they're like, 